Welcome to the Lynn Sanity Podcast with Caleb Lynn, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we, we have been in our second week of uh, college hoops uh, dissecting it. Uh, you know, we did more of an overarching pod, uh, last week, but this week we're going to break it down really take a look at different matchups, different teams, uh, not do it. So overarching. So Bryce, I'm excited uh, for this. I, I think this is going to be really good energy. This is something I feel like you and I have done with the NFL, but I think this is really where we can show kind of our diverse mindset here. I'm looking forward to our audience hearing us. Oh yeah. I mean, we're three weeks out from selection Sunday. And uh, I mean, the games are are getting tougher. That's crazy. We're getting more premier matchups. Yeah. We're getting really good basketball. We're getting desperate basketball. So, Heck yeah. oh yeah, Heck yeah, we're gonna have a great show. We are, we are, and and we'll just start off by the top here. Uh, you know, week fourteen of these polls came out. Rice, uh, a lot of adjustments, obviously, a lot of teams losing uh, we didn't expect. A lot of teams uh, putting themselves in in rising positions, particularly a team like Florida State in the coaches' poll, rising up to number nine, seven spots up in the poll. Rice, do you have anything in terms of uh, positives, not necessarily negatives, of how you see this poll? Is there a team that shot? you in the sense of a jump uh, or a particular increase um <clears throat> i mean not really i mean everything seems to be pretty self-explanatory i mean it's kind of what you expect yeah. right you have some sure. teams lose have some teams yeah. win so yeah. i mean nothing out of the ordinary for me that's fair that's fair. I think I think the big there's a couple teams I think to really keep an eye on though in the polls, uh, and and I want I want to say this I want to say this for the audience here. Uh, we'll talk about them here in a minute, uh, but I'm not going to lie to you, Bryce. I think Texas Tech has no business being in the polls. You're 14 and seven. I think this is a team that is just really underachieving. Uh, I don't feel like you should have lost uh, in the way that you did. Um, I don't think they've really beaten a lot of quality opponents, in my opinion. It's been a disappointing uh, week for them. I thought they should have dropped lower. I, I uh, completely embarrassing as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I thought that, you know, Missouri and Tennessee being out of the coaches poll is, is interesting to note. Both of those teams you and I talked about last week, uh, thinking that they could, you know, stick around, be competitive, uh, but they're out. And I think another team to note and something to really keep an eye on, Bryson, you know, I, we, we haven't done a lot of prep on this. Some of our, our talk has typically been powerful, you know, the bigger conferences, I would say. But it's it's cool to see a team like Loyola Chicago right now, 19-4, with the Valley actually getting three teams uh, if the bracketology stood up. So, you know, I like the fact that we're giving some some teams like Loyola Chicago an opportunity in the top 25. Yeah, I mean, it's always fun to see those teams come in and, and make a splash yeah. amongst all these tall trees of, of conferences. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, Caleb, we were ju- you we were all over Texas Tech last week, we and, liked, and now we you're liked, just dropping yeah. them? I'm going to drop I'm not, them. I'm going to drop them fast. I mean, because oh. here's the thing. You, 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 you want me to sell stock? I'll sell it because at this point I, 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 I was revealed of some things, and, and, and we'll talk about them later. But I just – I was revealed a lot of things about Texas Tech over this last week and then really identifying what they are and who they are. And 
uh, yeah, we'll get into them. Uh, you know, another team that I feel like, um, you know, really took a skid, uh, but this is of no surprise to me, is uh, is Virginia. Uh, you know, they, they dropped eight uh, in, in the uh, particular AP poll. They dropped uh, six. So, they're, so to clarify, they were eight in the coaches poll, dropped the 14. And then to make the other clarification, they were seven in the AP, dropped the 15 in the a in the in the ap now i just bryce you know how i feel uh this is a team that you know i feel like is getting benefited simply because it's the acc uh when the fact of the matter is the acc is not as good this year it's time we all realize that it's time that we grow up in that it's time that we understand that there's only uh, honestly you could argue there's only one or one maybe even two i think it's a stretch to maybe call virginia tech that but you can if you want they're not bad uh legitimate tourney teams and and you know in terms of getting a big run in them uh i i just you know, Virginia's Virginia's scratchy to me, but this was of no shock to see the drop. No, not I mean, not either. We we called we were talking about this last week. You know, after they got blown yeah. out by by Florida State, it's not shocking at all. They've been very unimpressive, right? I mean, they they advertised Virginia Duke as a as a blockbuster matchup. Neither one of the teams are good this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, flat out. Not to mention they lost to Duke. They lost. You lost yeah, that was to bad. a very bad, bad Duke team. That was bad. So yeah, yeah. I mean that this is that what bad. this is what Virginia D- very is. dysfunctional. Very dysfunctional Duke team. Oh yeah. Very under yeah. scrutiny. Jalen Johnson under scrutiny. That's becoming a distraction. Um, you know, Coach K has has not had his best season as far as well, on and off the court. Uh, yeah, um, yes. So yes. Good for you for saying I, that. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that's a fair statement that you got. Yeah. I can't disagree with that. A lot of good basketball, but, you know, teams dropped appropriately. Uh, we also called Houston, Bryce. You were yeah. calling Houston. You were like, I miss me on Houston. Houston took a big drop this week. Uh, yeah. So moving forward, we'll uh, we'll get into a game that uh, you and I kept our eye on uh, in Michigan and Ohio State on Sunday. And, uh, Bryce, unfortunately, your Buckeyes cannot pull this off, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like this is high-level quality basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, both of these teams are very good. They're very uh, well-disciplined. Juwan Howard, I think, really proved himself, in, in my personal opinion. And and they, they got some production from guys that I've been looking for. I was like, hey, you know, let's see something from Shawnee Brown. What does he do? He gets 15 points. Hey, you know. Dickinson comes out, plays like a, a total star with the 22 and nine game. And and then the other thing with Liddell, Liddell goes for 23 and 10 and, and Washington goes for 30 points. But Bryce, I'm no, going to actually. Wait, wait, wait. You need to apologize to Dwayne Washington. Yeah, you he gave me a good game. I was surprised. I was surprised because I, 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 here's my, here's my thing. I'll say it again. I was worried about the shot creation with Ohio State. I'm worried about, can they get a bucket 30? late? I was worried about, yeah, it was, whoop. He answered the bell. More than happy to have say that. I just, you know, but it's it was fair to say that that was a question heading in. Now, the thing I do want to get to, Bryce said, uh, you're going to like this, so you're going to want to clear yourself out of the way here. All right. As far as I'm concerned, when looking at this wooden list, you know what's a big joke to me? Go ahead. You know what's a big joke to me? The fact that Liddell is not a part of this list. I, I agree. Dude, do do we not do we not think to ourselves a top five team a top five team in the country does not have a guy on the wooden list? I mean, are we are we kidding ourselves? Sixteen and seven, the guy has just risen up the charts this year. Phenomenal game. He stepped up in a huge way with twenty three and ten. I mean, ridiculous. 
He's doing it from inside. He's doing it from outside. He's doing it from everywhere. And he's, he's given them really good defense. I mean, he's just, he's given them an acre. I don't think anybody expected this year. I mean, he was coming in balling in Illinois just to clarify for the audience. He was a Mr. Basketball for two years in a row was very, you know, a hot shot in the Midwest uh, to try to get this guy. Ohio State gets him, you know, freshman year is very promising, but this was the year he's really taken off. I think this is a very, I think that was very disappointing, but let's go back to the game. Bryce, give me your takeaway, Sierra, Michigan's win 92 to 87 over your Buckeyes. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously like I'm disappointed in my Buckeyes lost, but I'm also not that disappointed. I mean, one, uh, the big 10 is an absolute monster. So this loss really doesn't hurt Ohio state. Yeah. It's a well-fought game. They're two of the best teams in the country. And they had a heavyweight fight. Not one was was blowing out the other at any point in the game. I think the largest lead uh, was Michigan with six points. So it was tight the, the entire game. The difference in the game, Caleb, were the turnovers. And I say that very lightly because Michigan only had seven turnovers and Ohio State only had nine. So you, you saw, you for the most part, you saw very clean team basketball the entire game. The problem is Ohio State, were, they were not able to execute cleanly down the stretch. They had one, um, I'm trying to remember who threw it. Um, I think it might have been suing. I think it might have been soon. He had a couple turnovers. He, it could well, have been he so. threw yeah, he threw one behind his back, and and EJ Liddell was not looking, and, and that's two point. Well, I think I think there was I think Isaiah Livers got an and one at the other end. I mean, that's <laughs> a huge swing play. Yes. You know that that's a potential five six point swing right there. Yes. So yeah, I mean, it, it it just comes down to execution when you play high level basketball. That's what it comes down to, and you can't have those turnovers. But other than that. Ohio State needs a little more production from some of their from some of their starters and even from some of their bench. I mean, Dwayne I Washington, totally obviously phenomenal game, 30 points. EJ Liddell did his thing, 23 and 10. CJ Walker had 15, but no one else scored more than six points that's, for, that's, for Ohio that's State. Bad. And and that's, that's not bad. good. That's that's not good at all. Um, what's up with justice? What's up with justice? I don't know. Place? He didn't give me anything. He didn't give us that versatility we talked about last week with his playmaking and being that point forward. No assists. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just kind of weird game. I mean, hey, props to Michigan and the coaching staff for coming out ready to play and, and having a game plan. You know, I, I'll pray. I'll talk about Michigan basketball. We don't talk about Michigan football, Caleb. All right, we don't. We don't do that. But well, Milton's on the look, somewhere. what's that? Milton's on the transfer market. Yeah, he is. Cam Newton (laughs) 2.0. But no, I'm encouraged by this game. I'm not discouraged by the game. Uh, Very good game to watch, Caleb. I don't know if you got to catch any of it, but I mean, it's a phenomenal game. It was. This is a fine. These are two teams that can definitely make a big run this year. But you know, you know what I do hate though, Bryce? Um, And this is more so just. You know, I'm putting it in terms. Obviously, we are media. We want to cover this game. Uh, but, you know, I'm sick and tired of the national media for this. And I, and because you know what, Bryce? You know what my issue You know what my issue is? You know what my issue is? My issue is everybody's sitting here saying it's Baylor and Zag in the field. It's Baylor and Zag in the field. And all of a sudden, we're starting to kiss everybody's butts with Michigan and Ohio State and how good of a game this is. When we're sitting here, like, watching competitive, high-level basketball. Oh, this is such good basketball. This is, this is, this is good basketball. Okay, let's not act like that the separation between the two schools 
is so significant between schools like Michigan and Ohio State. Please. We've, we've seen crazier things Please. in March. Let's not let's not act like that. Welcome to college basketball and welcome to March. No, yeah, baby. Hey, hey, stuff. Mark Few Mark Few has not been very clutch in the tournament, so well, you know we'll what? See. He hasn't been clutch. And and let's just be frank. Uh, let me t- you know, tell me the last run that Drew went on, right? That's tell me the true. last run Drew went on. It's then that true. the last time I firmly remember Baylor getting in the tournament, they got beat early, and Torian Prince had that famous quote uh, and how said to something along the lines of blocking and rebounding. That's the last time I remember. I could be wrong. I could check my research later, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Moving on. Uh, West Virginia and Texas was a game that you kept your eye on, Rice. Uh, these are two teams in the Big 12 and a loaded Big 12, might I add. And West Virginia was down 20. They were down 20. They were looking to make a comeback, and they did it. Uh, Bryce, you know, your coach, your, your big-time coach, you're, you're, you love some Huggins. He comes out of this. He gets them to lead a comeback. Uh, Texas has had their tendency to give up some big leads. They've had their tendency to slip it up in the second half. But my question to you, Bryce, is should we be looking at this from more of Virginia making a 25-point comeback, or should we panic ourselves with the Texas Longhorns? So I, I'll give pro. I, I think it goes both ways here. I think, uh, well, first off, props to West Virginia from coming down from coming back from nineteen twenty down. I mean, just phenomenal comeback, big time conference win as well. Again, yep. this is high level basketball that we're watching. Sure, sure. I will also give a lot of blame to Texas for losing this game, and here was here was the game changer. Here's where it swung. I think it was I think it was McNeil got loose in the corner. Yeah. And knocked down the three. Uh-huh. Courtney Ramey and Andrew Jones began to, to, to start to yak at each other because Andrew Jones mm-hmm. basically missed. He 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 missed his assignment and, and he let him now now mind you, Caleb, Texas was up. They were up by, I believe it was 11 at this point, after after McNeil Jeez. hit the three. They were up 11. Jeez. They go into the timeout, and, and Ramey and Jones just start going at it. They go at it, yelling at each other. Had to be held back from each other. From that point on, it was West Virginia's game because te- Texas broke – they broke down as a team. And Shaka Smart talked about it in the in the post-game interview. That That's what changed. You – if you're if teams are going to go on runs, you got you have to stay together through those runs. And Texas didn't do that. And I hope they learn from this. If they yeah, don't, they, they are in big trouble. They are in yeah, big trouble if they do that. But a big time win for West Virginia on the road uh, for Texas. Greg Brown has to be better. Zero points. I Caleb, Caleb, I, we you know we are high on no. Greg Brown. Yeah, big we time are. freshman. Zero yeah. points. That is unacceptable. It is unacceptable. I unacceptable. And it was Especially all from the three. Team. It was all yeah. from the three. Yeah, you take four shots. Get inside all from a little threes. bit. Yeah, come yeah. on. You're athletic. Huh. You're you're a freak. Get in the paint. But the but the but you, to to add on to that, you know, I mean, I love I, Jones is a great story. Don't get me wrong, but dude. Dude, let's let's be smart with their shots here. We're we're shooting we're shooting four of sixteen and one of seven from three. I think it's clear that today is not your day offensively. Right. Move the ball. Get yourself involved. Matt Coleman, or you know, yeah, Coleman for crying out loud, coming in here into this game with them eight. He was eight of nine. He was twenty points. He was red hot. He was at three assists away from a double double. Like, I mean. Let this guy do more in terms of scoring. Give him more opportunities. But Bryce, I'll push back. I, I like Ramey. Uh, but he fouled out. 
right? He fouled out. Uh, and that really killed this team later in the stretch. You know, and I'm also, I just, I think to an extent, you know, this is a team that, that, that's got some experience. They have some young guys. They, they mix and match that. Um, but they're going to need a little more from the depth of this team. Uh, Cunningham's kind of this like, oh, hey, he's like the you get some loose balls and, you know, hustles and and, and that kind of jazz. Uh, Royce Ham, a senior trying to come in and give you some, you know, somewhat of a leadership thing. I just to be honest, Bryce, I, I think this was a big game for Greg Brown's growth and development to sit there and like, OK, I have to be better because this is at home we beat them on the road earlier in the season. And then I just come out and, and play awful. I had four fouls too. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. something to keep an eye on. I, I do. I do look at it from both ways. I see what you're saying. Uh, Sherman uh, six of six in the free throw line. He had bad shooting that at three of 13. Yeah. But, yeah, he but was, Hey, get to the free he, throw line. Yeah. He, he fought through that. And that's oh. something that to credit. Caleb. I, I, I don't, I, yeah. I forgot to mention this. Uh, I, we should also probably talk about the discrepancy in the free throws here. I mean, West Virginia. Oh, yeah, total joke, total joke. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll give Come Texas on. a little bit of a break there, but they also got to yeah, be a little should. more di- disciplined on, on the defensive end. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, 37 free throws to 10, that, that always questions. You, you always question it somehow, some way. I mean, I know that about that. Uh, but, but this was a game that, you know, it's two very good teams playing each other. Uh, they had a great matchup the first time. They had another great matchup the second time. Uh, next up, uh, Iowa, Wisconsin. Right, so I know you kept your eye on this one uh, between these two Big Ten teams. Uh, you know, Wisconsin's a team that's got their mixed bag of experience, and and obviously Iowa has this high level potential that you and I have have always noticed. Like, oh, you know, we got to keep an eye on this. Uh, but Wisconsin was at home, and they did not get it done. And Luca Garza put up thirty and eight on them. And I mean, to me, this is just extremely incriminating on Wisconsin because oh. I mean, God bless Trice was three of 15 in this game. No, thank oh, you. So bad. No, thank you. Nate Revers. I mean, are you kidding me? You're going to put up a garbage game like that. He only played just, 10 minutes too. I, it's, oh, this is bad. This was so bad. Right. This is so bad. And I thought, I thought Wisconsin had something in the tank. I thought they were sneaky. Bryce, what happened? Ah. <sighs> Luca Garza is what happened. It, like Luca Garza hung 30 with ease, ease four to six from three, 11 and 19 overall. Uh, I mean, just, and, and let me tell you, man, they were hot from three for the most part. Joe Wees, 63% from three. Yeah. 63 uh, Joe Wees camp was five of six from three. I mean, just absolute ridiculous. Yeah, he, came numbers. Out. he came out and played. He came out and played. He yeah, listened it, to it, us. Honestly, it was Garza and Wees camp. And then the, uh, yeah. the poor defense of Wisconsin. Now, I mean, here's the thing, Caleb, Iowa in this game, they bought into defense, right? Defense mm. has already, has always kind of been a, a wishy-washy thing with Iowa off and on this season. Yeah. This game, yeah. they got up for it, right? Again, uh, if you lock into defense and you have scores, like you have the, you have the best player in the country in Luca Garza, you have yeah, a pretty yeah. good shot to win a lot of games and, and make a yeah. deep tourney run, but everybody's got to be locked in period. Sure. Everybody off the bench, uh, every single starter got to be locked in and we saw them locked in Caleb. So I'm locked in. This is yeah, what happens. You get a 15 totally point did. win against a, yeah. a good team. Yeah, no, we did. And, and that's a great point. 
Uh, because I think when looking at this game, you're the, the thing with Iowa is, you know, you know that guards is going to give you those big games and you know that they have experience, you know, even Bahannon with only six points and one of seven shooting, you have to think that that's going to get better. To me, the thing that really jumps out the stat sheet is when you got a freshman in Keegan Murray, who's just not afraid to go in the glass, 12 rebounds. It's inexcusable for a Wisconsin level team to just let a freshman for 22 minutes, just outclass you on the glass. I mean, he got more rebounds than anybody on Wisconsin individually. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing for Wisconsin fans. That's, that's something they pride on. They pride on not letting you get second chances. They always have, it's a reputation factor. This was atrocious. I mean, they, they, for crying out loud, I mean, for them to just kind of give up 12 to a freshman, and to me, it's, that says a lot. I mean, Murray did play well. I'm not saying he didn't, but 12 rebounds for a freshman. It's fair to say that you can question that. And, and you know, look, this is how – I mean, I think this is fair to say this is how we expect Iowa to be very centered on Garza. I just think we need more from the supporting cast, which you and I mentioned. Uh, but I guess like my question for you, Bryce is obviously the Badgers are a team that, you know, they're probably making the tournament. They're, they're very solid. Greg guards, very well coached. Uh, but how do you address this? Because some of the players that you would have expected to come out and ball um, clearly didn't. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you could chalk it up a couple different ways, right? You could chalk it up to just a bad shooting night, you know, which we know Wisconsin can score. But, I mean, my concern is who's going to be that guy that you go to to get a bucket when, you, when you're struggling, right? A lot of good teams have that guy. I don't think Wisconsin has that guy. Closest thing to it for me is I'm a big, big Trice guy. I'd like to see him shot create. I think – three of 15 and two from eight from the three point line though, um, has to be a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. And I, and I don't think that's going to be an every night thing. I think, I think Trice will find a stroke again. I mean, Brad Davison is a good that's player. Old. Micah Potter Potter is good. Uh, yeah, he I, is. yeah, he is. I just don't know that you have that one guy though. Like you, you know, you know where yeah. the ball's going, right? Yeah, that's fair. Like we know I, it's going I, to Luca Garza and he's going to score. That's no. Yeah. That's a good point. Maybe, maybe something comes out of the woodworks for them later in the season. But for me, part of me just trusts in guard. I trust in Greg guard to figure this out. I, I think when we look at the talent that this guy is uh, as a coach, he gets it done from all different types of levels, from all different types of teams. Part of me just thinks he'll, he'll figure it out and uh, we'll get them ready at the right time. Uh, moving forward. We mentioned them earlier in the show, uh, but it's fair to say they've been absolutely playing like trash this week in Texas Tech. And let, let me get, you know, Bryson, if you don't mind, let me get in on this. I gave the, the viewers and listeners a hint here. Look, when it comes to the Texas Tech Raiders, okay, the problem that I have that I, for some reason, did not come to fruition with until this week is simply this. McClung can't do it. Oh, McClung wow. can't do it. Because the problem is they're making his offensive load ridiculous. They're putting an insane amount of pressure on him. This is his first year in the big, this is his first year really playing meaningful basketball. Sorry, but Georgetown sucked since he sucked when he was there. So he's coming in from a situation where he's not had that experience to play good basketball. And they, he is clearly, I mean, it's fair to say, Bryce, he is clearly their best player. And are you and I on the same page with this? He is clearly their best guy. And for him to just come out of this, uh, in my opinion, not giving them enough outside of 
scoring at 17. I, I sorry, but like, can you give me some assists? Like, good Lord. Like, can, can you give me some playmaking to get some guys involved? I mean, you know, Bryce, they lost to Oklahoma state on, on Monday, yesterday, yep. they yep. lost to Kansas and they lost to West Virginia. But do you want to know Matt McClellan's assist numbers? Mm-hmm. One assist on against Oklahoma state four assists against Kansas and two assists against West Virginia. And I thought he was your point guard. Like when you get four assists, when you get, when you can't throw for at least five or six, you know, to me, that's just embarrassing because he's a point guard. You, you need a guy who can, who can floor general, you could make players better. And I think it is fair to say that you could question that in McClung's game because he can certainly score the ball, but is he making players better? And that's really, in my opinion, the, the whole uh, uh, thing with them because they have talent, but like to an extent, you need McClung to be better for other people. Yeah, yeah. You got to have them be, be everything, right? And right. I mean, yeah, the three-game skid is super concerning. You know, they're, they're not finding the stride heading into March. And, no, and I, I, I see what you're saying, Caleb, with McClung, right? He can be exciting yes. at times, but is he just a me guy? Is he, I'm going to take this ball and I'm going to put it in the basket, uh, you know, hopefully it goes in. Is he going to be that guy? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, they're all very close losses. It's what are what can you do in game adjustments where you you start turning some of these losses into W's? Because I'll tell you, I mean, they've lost a lot of close ones. I mentioned yes, it last have. week. You know, like I, I was okay. Yes, you know, have. it's cool. I think these are going to turn into some W's, and they haven't. And their schedule's no, not getting haven't. easier. They have Texas. No, they play Texas uh, here in a few days, and then they still have Baylor. Their their first. Uh, their first one got postponed with Baylor, so that's definitely going to be a loss. So, I don't know. Chris Beard, I, I still trust Chris Beard. Miss I, oh, wow. You're, you're done, huh? Here's the thing. Here's the, here's the, here's the thing, though. If I'm, I'm, if, if I'm eager to face this team if I'm a 12 seed, I'm eager, Bryce. Because yeah, if you're going to sit there, if you're gonna sit there and face one shot, if, you, if you're going to face one shot creator, and that guy's going to score for 20 points, then, Bryce, all I got to do is make sure that my game plan is attentive to him. And this will be his first time in the big dance. I mean, with all due respect, Bryce, I like Beard. I think he's a good coach. But you got to have players who are showing in their stats that they are looking to play for others. Yeah. yeah. Look, at the, look at their stats and tell me. Look at their stats. Look at their stats particularly. You can watch me the games. You can do all this stuff. Look at their stats. You tell me how players are getting better on that team based off the stats. No, they're not. I, mean, I, th- I think they have talent. It's just, yeah, I think you're right. How many, teams are, how many teams are better than them in the Big 12? How many? How well, many they're how seventh many? in the Big 12 right now, so I'd seven. probably say, yeah, they're seventh. Seven. That's seven, Bryce. We're talking about a team ranked in the mid-20s who, who should be considered to be a, a legitimate team. But let me ask you this. So you, you're taking Baylor over them, correct? Yes, you're taking Oklahoma over them, correct? Yes. You're taking West Virginia over them, correct? Yes. Texas? Yes. Kansas? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. they just beat them. Yes. Oklahoma? He's already said that, yeah. And and then and then Oklahoma State. Do you know you're going to take Oklahoma State? Oh, you know I love my guy, Cade. You know I love him. But are you taking him over them, though? Because that is, that is to me... It, they're 18th, the, they're 18th, 
You know what? Give me uh, Oklahoma State. Right, you could give, point. Give, I was about to say, point right back to yesterday. Uh, well, give me Oklahoma State because I, I like they're both one man teams. Give me Cade over Mac McClung. And see, to me, that's that's embarrassing because you know I, I the reason that I said what I said a couple uh, you know last week, Bryce, in terms of teams that I'm like that top four. I'm like, oh, like, this could be interesting. Is I'm not a big believer in Chris Beard. Right. I, I, yeah, I am. I think he's a top level coach. I think he, yeah. when you put in top tier, he's one of the first five guys that come to your mind. Like he proved that he's been proving that he's going to have to do an epic coaching job this year, though. Epic. This will have to be. I wouldn't his put best it past year. him. I'm not saying I'm not putting I'm not saying I put it past him, but the talent level is not as good as the years past. Yeah. Right? He doesn't have the Moody. He doesn't have the Culver. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have the play. He doesn't have that, and, and that's that's something they got. They got to watch out for. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Can you I'm trust Mac McClung to get a bucket at the end of the game in a big in a big big game? That's a question. Next up is the uh, the Tennessee Volunteers, which Bryce. I mean, oh my gosh, you you and I talked about them. We're disappointed in the fact that they just. It feels like they're just overusing their freshmen, and my goodness gracious. All they've done is over. And let, let me say, let me say something. Let me say something right now to to to, to the Tennessee, you know, the the you know, in general. I mean, how many times do you feel like you have to sit there watching them and be like, Rick Barnes, you need to just get the sack. Oh wow! How many? How many? How many times? How many? How many times do you feel like that though when watching them? They just it just gets to a point where you're like, oh my gosh. You know what they're capable of, and then all of a sudden you get beat by Kentucky on Saturday by fifteen. Oh, blown off the court. I think I think that's what the the words you used. I mean, are you? I mean, are you? Are you serious? And then Fulkerson, after we talked about, what does he do? Put out a crap. He put out crap. One for seven on four points and seven rebounds. And then you know, here's here's my big issue with this team, Bryce. I watched this game. The issue that I have with this team is they are way too reliant on pawns on defense. Good glory, they're too reliant on pawns. Because the problem is the freshmen have to do, Johnson and Springer literally have to do everything offensively. Yeah. Four yeah. 14. And it's, two it's of not 11. even great. It's not great either. I mean, Jaden Springer is only averaging 12 points a game, right? And he's their leading scorer. Somebody that averages 12 points a game. Uh, think about that. Yeah. And yep. these are my concerns that I raised about Tennessee. And it's appropriate. It's appropriate because you got to come out here and you got to prove something. You got to prove something. All right. You barely made, you barely made the town 25. You barely did. And you let Kentucky come in there with their dysfunctional selves every other week and kick your booties going up 45 to 30 on you at the half. And then just letting them just, Letting them bury you. Letting them bury you. You know, a guy like Fulkerson, a senior from Kingsport, Tennessee, letting Kentucky, a rival, come in and just whoop you. Just whoop you to bed. A total embarrassing ponds coming in there, getting whooped. It's a joke, Bryce. You should be playing better against your rivals than this. The Kentucky's an 8-13 team. Look, I'm I'm with you. Look, 
if you're fourth in the SEC, I'm about it. the SEC is not, a, is not a good, I don't think it's a very good conference in general when it comes oh, to basketball. Oh, no, no, Right? I mean, you got, you got, who you got? You got Missouri, you got Arkansas, uh, who are good this season. I think I'm missing another right. one, Caleb, but it, I don't remember off the top of my head at the moment. Uh, um, but I mean, if you're fourth in the SEC, like, why are you even ranked? Like usually we're yep. not even talking about the fourth the fourth seed in the SEC for tournament. You know what I mean? And like nothing about again, nothing about Tennessee impresses me, right? You lose to, to LSU, you you beat a bad South Carolina team, you you lose to a bad Kentucky team. You have an easier schedule and you're losing these games. Hey Bryce. Yeah. Who's a better coach, Quanzo Martin or Rick Barnes? Oh, uh, give me Quanzo. I mean, look, I mean, look at Missouri. Look at what he's doing. <laughs> it's evident. Rick Barnes oh, yes. looks like uh, he almost looks dead. And Tennessee and Tennessee and Tennessee didn't want him. Didn't want yeah. him. They didn't want him. They, they, they basically said he's not our guy. We're moving on. Look what he's doing. You think he coached this team better than Rick Barnes? Yes, I do. I do think yeah. he would. Martin would coach this team better. Look at look in the mirror. You want to look in the mirror in Tennessee? Look in the mirror. And, and all those volunteer dogs, just bark at them. Bark at them like crazy. Because they need to be woken up. All right? They need to be woken up. They should be hearing alarms all over the place. Next up for college, a team that, Bryce, I'll be honest, if you had to make me rank, like, you know, the top team this week in terms you of who I room. enjoyed. You get a look, room Look, dude, in Illinois. Yeah, just, <laughs> they put in a highlight reel. You could literally create. You could literally create highlight packages of them. Partic- you could start with this game against Minnesota, where they pretty much kicked them right out the gym. I mean, Bryce, look. You know how I feel. Yeah, you know how I feel about my man Ao, National Player of the Year. You know uh, that's your boy. That's your boy. I, 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 you know, I do. And and I, I, you know, how I feel about the rest of their team. My issue is Brad Underwood. But I'll tell you, if this team plays like this, Bryce, I just. <laughs> There's something about them, that excitement that they bring to the game that's just, it's captivating. It's captivating. It's fun. And I, I think they showed it this week. Yeah. I mean, I, so let, let, let's turn back a little bit. Okay. Oh, yeah. So they lose to Maryland, they lose to Ohio State. Okay. They're on a two game skid. They have now rattled off seven wins in a row. Seven, all Big Ten uh, on their way in those seven games. They beat Iowa, and then they beat Wisconsin. Uh, unfortunately, the they had a game against Michigan that's been postponed. I will be looking forward to that game. I don't know about you, Caleb. I just like to watch good basketball, and I think that's going to be good basketball. Sure. Uh, so, and as as we're speaking, uh, Illinois, they're playing Michigan State. I expect Illinois to win that game. They are down by six at the moment, but I do expect Illinois to, to win this game, probably making it eight in a row. So now they have a heck of a stretch coming here. They got, they play Wisconsin in two days or sorry. They play Nebraska in two days. Then they play Wisconsin, Michigan, and Ohio state. That's going to be good basketball folks. And that's going to tell yes. us a lot yeah, about, about, about these top teams. Well, all, all three of them, honestly, oh, okay. tell, tell us okay. about that's Illinois. Good. Tell us about Michigan. Tell us about Ohio state. Okay. Let's see where we're at after Let's those see games. Where we're at. I am because so excited. Because you think excited. they're going to beat each other up. Oh, definitely, thinking? definitely. And, okay. and you know what? I wouldn't even be mad 
Yeah, it's going to be super interesting. Those are literally the top three teams in the Big Ten. If Ohio State loses to Illinois, I don't even care. Because I mean, that's everybody's just playing such good basketball in that conference right now. But yeah, they AO really is is he? Wait, he got a triple double uh, on, on, against Minnesota it's, in that blowout. It's incredible what he's doing. I mean, we all thought it was a runaway with Garcia. Get a room. We Get all room. did. Get a room. Look Caleb. at what my man's doing. Get a room. Look at this. Go to Memphis. He needs to go to. Look Memphis. at this. He needs to go. Look to at this. So bad. <sighs> Dude, he's really good. And AO to Memphis. This is a this is a team that's just you don't think is slowing down. I mean, when they get to this type of level, when they play, you know, there's certain teams, right? They play fast, they play rushed, and it's like it's not their thing. But when you watch them play against Minnesota, like the free flow of this team, the juice that this team has, I like it, Bryce. I like it. I like how they score. I like the fact that AO can take it over against every single. I mean, he can do it against anybody. And, and that kind of leads me into, you know, what to expect and what to look at. And I'll start with this, Bryce. I mean, Baylor, team that you and I both like, we're both very high on, uh, is unfortunately uh, going to be in, you know, they, they were in some quarantine issues. They were not playing a lot of games. Now, Bryce, uh, Baylor will be able to play. It looks like they are going to play. In fact, they're actually going to play tonight against Iowa State. So, Bryce, this will be our first time seeing Baylor in a while. A lot of that has to do with COVID stuff. What are you looking for? Because I think to a certain extent, like, you know, we think to ourselves, oh, it's Iowa State. They should blow them out. But to a certain extent, you know, you have to respect what COVID can bring, how that can affect players and, and their tired and energiness, as, as Jason Tatum has pointed out before, for NBA guys. And NBA guys are really seeing this as well. So how do you see this for this Baylor team? Uh, I, I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna take a game or two to kind of get their their game legs back. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they've been doing stuff off the court, but it's just not the sure. same, right? No. Uh, I mean, no. basically, all I'm looking for, I just want to see what you got. Still, I, I I'm sure the talent sure. is still there. I expect sure. nothing less than them to come out and act like the number two team in the country. I'll be honest with you. I really That's don't fair. think there's going to they're going to be on fresh legs. Uh yeah, there okay. there might be some concern with the covid um with the covid issues, but I think that can be overcome. Younger bodies do pretty well. So, uh I'm not really concerned, I'll be honest. I think it's a non-issue. Okay. I can respect that. I I think I am going to keep that in mind. Obviously, when following along with them this week, we'll be, we will be talking about a couple of their games um, because, after all, they are the number two team in the country. And simply because Baylor is a team that, you know, we just want to see, we want to know about right? Yeah. because of the situation. And so we'll keep our eye on that. Uh, that's a team that uh, I have no doubt in my mind uh, that you and I will be discussing. Uh, another team, Rice, that I know that, you know, you and I will be mentioning, talking about, at least that I'm going to keep an eye on, is a team that I haven't mentioned to you yet, a team that you and I have not talked about this season, for a matter of fact, uh, is the USC Trojans at 18 the thing about USC that I think is interesting that I'm at least keeping an eye on is the fact that I feel like they're starting to get some real – people are now starting to buy to this hype of, oh, Evan Mobley might be the number one pick in the draft. He might be the number one pick over Kate Cunningham, Bryce. He might be that guy. A lot of people are thinking that. And, I mean, he is putting on some good performances, even though I was disappointed by last night. 
I mean, you got to think like he could come in and, and, and put in a game, right? He was 23 and five uh, Saturday. He was 22 and nine on Wednesday. Uh, I just, he, he's showing a lot of people why he is this top five level talent. And, you know, I'm excited to follow them along because I feel like they've got a really good direction right now in the back 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're, they've they kind of come out of nowhere. You know, Evan Mobley was definitely f- kind of forgotten about just because he's sure. playing at USC, uh, yep. which is kind of shady in my opinion. But hey, that's how college basketball works. We know this, Caleb. But uh, yeah, I mean, they could be a team that when people are filling out their brackets, they're not going to know a whole lot about USC and why no, they're no, ranked no. so high. Uh, uh-huh. So yeah, definitely going to be a team to keep an eye on. I know for me, yeah. Caleb, sure. I have a game that I'd actually like to highlight. Oh, okay. Give it to me. So, so you're going with team. I'm going to go with a game here. <clears throat> okay. So this is obviously a makeup game here. All right. So Thursday. Okay. Five o'clock. A little bit early. A little bit early. Don't you, don't you think? Yeah. Yes. Early. Yes. We have West Virginia. Oh. Against Baylor. Oh, shoot. I am more intrigued by that game. I think, yes. This is Bob (laughs) Huggins against a Baylor team. Caleb, your concerns might come in. Your your questions that have been raised about Baylor's uh, Baylor's health and where they're at as a team could be tested Uh, here. It it can. Very, very intrigued by this game. Thursday is just going to have good basketball. We got Iowa-Michigan. Seven o'clock on ESPN. Yeah, as well. yeah we do. That's going to yeah, be a phenomenal do. game. So, a lot of good basketball this this week, Caleb. But that is my game of the week. Wow, wow, that's your game of the week. That's my game of the week. Good for you. I don't think that's a bad pick. But I mean, both of them are both of them are very good. That are obviously Baylor's got their storylines and. West Virginia keeps coming back from the deficit. So, yeah, no, 100%. I, I think that's a, a great game to follow along with. Um, I mean, push comes to shove, uh, you know, Bryce, you know, as I'm looking at the game, I'm, I'm seeing like, oh, you know, who could potentially uh, be in that discussion? For me, I, I'm i looking at the Iowa-Ohio State game. That's the one I'm looking at this week. That Sunday time matchup, but yeah, I believe so. Yes. Big matchup between these two. I think it's going to be fun to see guards and Liddell. I think it's going to be fun to uh, figure it out because I think these two are going to be right at the top. Like you said, big 10 and best conference this season, in my opinion. And uh, no reason they can't keep that going. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now moving forward, Bryce, we are going to throw in a different uh, segment. We are throwing in a different segment, which I have not really told you about very much today. I told you, I said, Hey, we have a surprise segment. And it's not about college basketball, but for all of you viewers out there, we have said before in the past that we are going to mix things up, that we are going to potentially throw a dash of NBA. And so with that being said, folks, we are going to talk a little bit of NBA here. Uh, And this is the all-stars that just got released today. Uh, It was official about 15 minutes ago to clarify. We have the starters between Giannis Antetokounmpo, Bradley Beal, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and the Eastern Conference, followed by Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, uh, Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, and LeBron James. The reserves were also announced today. 
Jalen Brown, Anthony Davis, and Paul George, followed by Rudy Gobert, James Harden, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Nikola Vucevic, and Zion Williamson. Bryce, I mean, those are a good set of names, but there are certainly names on this list that are shocking to not have on the list. A couple that come to mind for me, Bryce, are Bam Adebayo and your Pacer star, DeMontis Savonis, who you and, and, and who you've been very high on. You've been you've been liking them off the record. You've been talking to me about it. You've been mentioning it to me and, and in your pods on the battleground. So I uh, I'll, I have to think you're disappointed by not seeing him on this list. I'm extremely disappointed. This is ridiculous, Caleb. Nikola Vucevic. Are you giving the all-star voters the sack? Oh, absolutely. Say it, say it, say it. All-star fan voting can get the sack. Wow. This is ridiculous. (laughs) This is ridiculous. How do you vote in Nikola Vucevic? Over. That's coaches. That's coaches. That's coaches. I don't care who it is. Okay. Okay. They can get the sack too. All right. Okay. All right. I'm just saying. Demonis Sabonis has been outstanding this season. Averages about 22 points, 11 rebounds, and six assists. Nikola Vucevic, 24 points, 11 rebounds, and only four assists or three assists. I think it's three. What are we seeing here, folks? I, I don't I don't get it. And, and whoever voted uh, Damian Lillard as a reserve instead of a starter over Luka Doncic, that's ridiculous too. Dame, Damian Lillard is the Ooh. most undervalued player in the league. Ooh. He's undervalued, Ooh. not not financially, not We're financially. Some sauce. We're throwing in the okay. sriracha baby. He is underrated nationally. Oh, on television, we don't see enough. Well, wow. Caleb, you know this. Come on, I, I know you can get fired about this. You're throwing you it. You're see- throwing the seasoning. I, well, I'm about to throw this to you right here, Caleb. Oh, oh, I want to okay, hear this. Right, yeah, because I know you're about to be upset. You're mixing it Caleb, in with some jalapenos Caleb, as well, Caleb. First off, Zion, <laughs> Zion Williamson should not be an All Star. But let me say this about Zion Williamson and his team, Caleb. Do you enjoy ahead, watching New Orleans right on on national TV? Oh, not as much as I've been seeing him lately. I'll, I'll repeat okay. that. Okay, that's much what I've I been thought. Lately. That's what I thought. Yes. So, would you rather see Dame Dalla, or would you rather see New Orleans? Oh heck yeah, I'd rather see Dame. Are you kidding me? That's what I'm saying. Why? Oh yeah. Why? Damian Lillard literally single-handedly put out James Harden out of the playoffs. He single-handedly put out Paul George and Russell Westbrook from the playoffs. Come on, you're disrespecting McCollum to an extent. Come on. Okay, well, all right, fine. CJ is a big part of that. But but who <laughs> do we light, remember, your light, ver, your light version of Jokic. Hey, Yusuf Nurkic is a good center. He's had some injury problems. Get off of him, okay? He's fine. Oh, He's fine. But but Caleb, who do we remember hitting the shots in those playoff series against the Houston Rockets oh, and fair, the Thunder? Fair. More than fair. More than fair. More Damian than fair. I got you. Lillard. Okay. Sure so many. I the All Star voting. It, it's such a joke. Caleb, you're going to hear more from me on the battleground. Let me just give the viewers a little teaser right here. Okay. I'm going to save some of that, Caleb. I'm curious to see what you have to say. No. That's why. That's why I did have you on to talk about this discussion look when it comes to these all-stars 
Um, no, I am not one to uh, support a particular team in a case for an all-star or somebody that Don't you be objective right now. But I, I'm actually not objective with this. Bryce, because I gotta be, I got some things oh, to settle. Nice. Oh, this is. I got things to settle. I got. I got things. To, I got things to settle. I. I mean, you know, how I feel. I like Bushvich. You know, how I feel. I think he's a very productive player. Uh, I think he's very underrated nationally. Um, no part of me denies that. None. Uh, but I, I am going to agree with all of you from Indiana. That it is a complete and total travesty that DeMontis Sabonis is not in this game. It is a complete tragedy. Because if you're going to make the argument that Bam Bam gets it, well, you have to sit there and say Sabonis needs to make it before Bam. You have to sit there and say Sabonis. Because because here's the problem. Here's the problem. Bam is a triple-double factor as well, Bryce. Let's not take that out of consideration. But the thing with Sabonis is at some point, you have to look at the way the team is playing. And it's unfortunate circumstances given the fact that the Miami Heat have had all this COVID. And maybe would it have changed had they had players healthy? Yes, I'm not denying that. But the fact is, every team goes through it. Every team has to deal with it and overcome it. Some teams have bad luck. Some teams don't, whatever the case might be. The Pacers have been able to get Sabonis on the floor on a consistent basis. He's one of only five guys to average 20, 10, and 5. Fix it. Fix it. Because the reason, the reason, the reason that he's not is absurd. And I, I, and you know, I'm a big Vucevic guy. I've said on many podcasts, I think Vucevic is a, is one of the most underrated players in the NBA. You name me five underrated players. He's probably in there. He is. He's but underrated. You should, you should, you should not have, you should not have Vucevic. No. Over Sabonis. I think that's a travesty. I, I think he is Sabonis. What he has done this season has been completely remarkable. Both him and Randall and the way that they've played this year, uh, they both deserve it. And let me say something about Randall because it's been on my mind for quite a while. Oh. And I've not been on any NBA pod to talk about this. It's about gosh dang time. We give somebody like this and a story like this a respect. It's about time because a lot of people were sitting there having the controversy of whether he was going to make it or uh, whether he was going to finish out. Because, you know, on at certain points in time, Bryce, I think you and I will agree on this. Sometimes the overall reputation of the player itself overcomes the fact that a guy should be an all-star based off the year they're having. Yeah. Julius Randle, if you think about his overall reputation, has always been a very good player. He's been fine. He's been, you know, very productive. But, you know, in a year like this, he's been unbelievable. He's been close to a most improved candidate type of guy. He's been outstanding. And I think that this is it made it made me happy to see his name on there. Uh, But at the same time, I sat there like, man, where's Sabonis? So I, I think Randle deserves this. I do want to say that. And then, you know, let me get in on Zion, too. I think that's a freaking joke. The Pelicans have been on for way that's too long. That's a reputation. That's a reputation. You know what? The, you, you, it, it, it may be. It may be. Because, you know what? I feel like San Antonio deserved DeMar DeRozan to get in this game. Right? I didn't expect them to be a team that potentially got in the playoffs. And and I didn't, I didn't expect that. And and. Shout out JD on that. Uh, JD Hall, a host of the background. I, I didn't expect the Spurs to get in. I just, I didn't. I, I there's something about them that that I didn't I didn't think I didn't think they had the pieces I didn't buy to a huge extent what they've been doing but they're sixth in the West they're sixth in the West they're winning and meanwhile the New Orleans Pelicans record do you want to guess it thirteen and seventeen the Spurs are sixteen and eleven 
Demar's basically changed his Demar. Demar's basic sure. Demar's basically changed his position to be this like forward for them because they have so much guard depth. It's a it's a complete and total travesty that a guy like that is not getting his shot. I will say I will say I think Trey Young is uh, forget forget about it. This was appropriate to not have him on the game. It was appropriate because, you know, obviously Levine, if you were going to pick between him and Young, you oh, got to pick Levine, Levine, in my opinion. Yeah, give me the Levine. So I think and, that maybe that's what the yeah, the coaches decided, and I think that was appropriate. Yeah, and shout out to Zach Levine for making his first All Star game. Snubbed sure. several years or a couple years, I wouldn't say several. And can we make can we make one other? I want to make one other thing. I believe, you know, what's really sad. What's really sad to me is that the Western Conference front court depth is that atrocious. But here's the thing I will make an argument on. I will make the argument that it's, I feel like COVID's kind of killed it. And, and the reason I, the reason I say that is there's a couple guys that come to mind that I think could have been all-stars, but due to the COVID situations in, in many different ways, in different ways, these are two different cases in the sense of, I think if they were having a normal off season, if things were, uh, for an example, if you look at Carl Anthony Towns, I think it's clear as day he's an all-star level guy. Uh, but the tricky part there is obviously what his family's gone through and, and what he's gone through with COVID. Um, there's no doubt in my mind this is an all-star player uh, when he's healthy. And so that that's, the you know, to me, like that obviously changes how you vote. I mean, Bryce, I know you're not the biggest Rudy Gobert guy, but I feel like it's fair to say that you would take Carl Anthony Towns over Rudy Gobert. Yes, a thousand times over, yes. Now, here's another guy, though, that I got a really good take. It could be coming out of the oven, Bryce. I don't know if you'll like this. Okay. All right, hit me. I'm I'm giving it anyway. Hit me. I think if they had – if people had someone, you know, someone of a normal offseason and this team had a normal offseason to integrate their guys and integrate who they brought in – I think DeAndre Ayton could have been an all-star. I think DeAndre Ayton could have been in that discussion for a potential front court piece. Chris Paul, obviously we've seen what he does. Chris Paul has right? been phenomenal this season. And, and, and right. And he deserves his spot, but at the same time, he does some things leadership wise to boost younger guys as we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Part of me just wondered if, if there was a typically quote unquote normal off season with a certain amount of days, a talent level like a DeAndre Ayton could potentially be an all-star under Chris Paul and, and his ability to get people to be at their best. It wouldn't shock me to see him in there, right? The West in general is just completely loaded in the backcourt. You know, Booker obviously didn't make it. Uh, Deer and Fox is a player that I have that I really think is is terrific and, and easily yeah, you had get a, case. a room with Fox. I happily will because he had a case. And the thing is, like the, the the NBA is, they're in a good spot with talent. But you know, there there were some things I was disappointed in. I was disappointed by it. Uh, you know, Thursday we'll find out kind of all the teams and how that'll work. LeBron and Durant have actually, I don't believe LeBron and Durant have been on separate teams in an All Star game. So that should be in, in the sense of uh, the new format. So that should be kind of fun to see. Uh, but Bryce, uh, after our long NBA discussions, after our college basketball discussions, it's a privilege to have you on this podcast. And uh, look, I think we'll come out with some great content. Uh, we'll keep the train rolling. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We ain't going nowhere, Caleb. No, no we're not. And, and and let's just give a little uh, shout out to some different podcasts. Zach Griffith on the Circle City Cinema is keeping himself very, very, very busy. Uh, Alex Burr and him are continuing to do their WandaVision uh, podcast. Check that out. 
Uh, you know, I don't want to play spoilers, but there's some really cool scenes after that. They, uh, they there's, a, there's many other things with Alex Burr, uh, the Alex Burr and Dylan Hughes basketball power hour, uh, which was nothing short of fantastic. Once again, uh, they are addressed their new teams, uh, for this coming week in their last week's pod. And I'm not going to tell you those teams because I'm going to have you listen to the pod. And then Bryce Shetty, JD Hall and Zach Griffith, uh, I believe are doing back-to-back weeks on battleground. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, so, that's different, right? That's very different. Yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna we're gonna have more all star discussion. You are gonna find plenty of all star discussion on the Running Hook Podcast you, Network. You so well, but Caleb, we're gonna talk about your boy Carson Wentz. Oh wow! Yeah, baby, Carson. Go. He's a cult. So you, well, you, you <laughs> Jay, good luck, JD, because you're gonna have to defend you, you defend the case of the objective. Uh, with with Carson Wentz because Zach and and Bryce are both going to go in on that. So if you, well, there's plenty of Super content Bowl. there. Super Bowl. And then, Super and then the Bowl. other thing to keep a note on, um, you know, we'll we'll obviously have some different stuff. Alex also did a very uh, in depth podcast with JD and Zach as well, focusing on the All Star Game, focusing on um, just kind of the, what they thought the reserves and lineups would look like. If you want to check that out and just compare their results to actually what happened. Uh, please check that out. I do not believe that any of them picked Nikola Vucevic. Uh, so that was a shocker no, for them. No, this is I know why it's that, even more frustrating. I, and so I, I know I know for our network that was a huge, a huge shocker. And I know that you know there were times where a guy like Zion Williamson, they did not think should make it. I know they were very high on DeMar. So they will have more opinions on that in their own, in that podcast as well. So check that out. And uh, Bryce, once again, thank you for coming on.